Welcome to the Well Woman Show. Each episode is a transformational journey using mindfulness, feminism, leadership, and strategy to support you to thrive personally, generate wealth, and impact your community. And now, here's your host, feminist thought leader, London School of Economics grad, leadership consultant, and transformational coach, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, Well Women. I'm coming to you from the midst of the um, coronavirus uh well, lockdown slash quarantine slash work from home, kids at home craziness. I hope that wherever you're listening from, you are doing well, staying healthy and well. And if you're listening to this when it's published, yeah, we're right in the thick of it where I live in New Mexico. And if you're listening to this after the fact, hopefully we have uh, gotten through this. In any case, The content I'm going to share today is useful whenever you're listening. Hopefully, it's super useful to you today if you're listening as it's published uh, midway through March 2020. uh, We're finding that a lot of people are all of a sudden working from home. Well, there's lots of different categories of working from home, right? There's those of us who are used to working from home. And we're just adjusting now because we've got kids at home with us or our partner is also working at home now. And there are those of us who are not used to working from home and we're having to adjust to that. So I want to address all of that today on the podcast. You know, as I was thinking about this, working from home, especially with kids at home, for women particularly, It really magnifies the inequities in our systems and in our families. So that's really the topic of the show today. I am going to give some very practical tips about working from home with kids, Um, but I want to really ground us in this idea that there are these systems and inequities that really impact our ability to to do, you know, to to work from home and to uh, manage everything. So it is true that a crisis, and in this case, a global health pandemic, really shows us our truth. It shines a spotlight on the weaknesses in our systems and shows us who our leaders really are. And it magnifies the inequities in our personal relationships. Can you relate? Does any of that sound familiar? So as I'm going through this show, if you want to join the conversation over in the Facebook group, please do wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. We're over there having these conversations and would love you to join us. So for those people who are employed and still going to their workplace because they are trying to keep their business going, or they're considered essential to the public health and good of our citizens. Um, I know it's tough. And we thank you for your service. You are really carrying a heavy load for all of us. For those of you who are hourly wage workers, um, and needing to uh, deliver food and cook food for people and stock grocery shelves, thank you. Really. Uh, there are, there are people who are keeping things going so that, uh, others can do the social distancing that we're being asked to do by just staying put. So everyone is doing their part. Um, and I want to thank all of you for, for the part that you're playing. 
So many people are suddenly finding themselves working from home. This includes teachers, lawyers, financial advisors, art directors, realtors, producers, all kinds of professional type of types of people uh, who are not are considered non-essential, you know, in terms of that we're not working directly in the healthcare system or food delivery system. So most of these are salaried or self-employed and considered non-essential employees or professionals. This is what, this is who I'm talking to today mostly, right? So just to be clear, like um, today is all about how do we work from home as professionals when our kids are at home? Because a lot of us have our kids at home because they're not in school. Working from home definitely presents its own set of challenges, right? So as I've collected stories over the last few days about people's various work from home with kids situations, it seems that women are overwhelmingly managing the situation for the entire family. So is this a surprise? <laughs> no, not really. Um, it It's just, you know, what we're seeing is what we always see, right? Like women are always managing the household. But when we're in a crisis like this, or when we're adjusting to something temporarily, the issues are magnified. So we really see what's what's really going on. And we have the opportunity, right, to, to either accept it or to change some things. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. How can we address some of those inequities and some of those, you know, really kind of uh, practical things in our in our work and personal lives. So there is a lot of paid work that women do, right, as professionals. And there's a lot of unpaid work, which is the invisible workload. So add to that the extra things needing done as a result of the global pandemic we're in, including shopping, cleaning and rescheduling things, right? Like just rescheduling appointments and events and different things to do with the kids. All of that is taking a lot of time. And women are doing double duty as breadwinners and caregivers. So we're expected to work like we don't have kids and we're expected to parent like we don't have a job. And this is tough. And like I said, this is not anything new, right? This is actually what has been happening all along. It's just now we're going to be really noticing it. And hopefully our partners won't be noticing it and other people will. Um, and this is an opportunity to kind of shift some things, right? So a couple of other systems issues that have been revealed in the last few days relate to the problem of overwork in this country and to labeling people as selfish. And I just want to address these two things before we dive into the, uh, the work from home with kids tips. So expecting 110% from employees during a crisis really isn't realistic. We have a problem in this country of overworking when profits are more important than people or more important than our planet. We work people into a state of stress and disease disease. So we really need flexibility for our workers right now. And So I'm talking to you if you are a high-level professional managing other people. I'm talking to you if you 
are a boss or a leader of any kind. And I'm talking to you, you know, as a, a professional, uh, employee working in a team. Um, we really need to think about this. Like how important is it for us to try to be as productive as we were last week or two weeks ago? Or will it benefit everybody to revisit our, our uh, expectations and the deliverables that we really need to produce in order to adjust to this new temporary normal? So I'm just going to throw that out as something to think about, to journal about, to meditate on. The other thing that I mentioned was this idea of labeling people as selfish. And, um, you know, I talked about this, uh, oh, I don't know, a few days ago on a, a well woman post, but really, you know, trying to come from a place of love and openness rather than a place of fear and contraction. And it's so easy to fall into fear and judging others and criticizing others. But when we do that, we really risk, um, you know, we, we really, it, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us or, or anybody. And it puts us in a fear-based place that is actually harder to get out of. Really the time for criticizing people for being selfish, right? And I'm, I'm referring to all of the stories right now about people hoarding and buying too much um, and then not leaving things for other people. There's a lot of criticism and judgment. And so I would ask you this, could we pay more attention to the things that people are doing well and doing with love rather than the things that people are doing out of fear and quote unquote selfishness. So I I just think that the, the time to criticize people is not during a crisis. It's actually, we need things in place before a crisis happens (laughs) to support people to be mindful and, Uh, adopt peaceful behaviors rather than fear-based behaviors. So this is a little bit of a tangent, but I just wanted to touch on it because it's all related in terms of how we move forward as individuals, as a community, and in our families. So really the message here is we need compassion, compassion for people who are scared and behaving in these ways. We'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Many of you have followed my journey from consulting to women's leadership and empowerment, starting a nonprofit, raising two kids, and everything in between. I've really taken some time this year to focus in on where I can help the most women with their own desire to create social impact and also a good income for themselves and their families. As my consulting and coaching practice is growing, I found that one of my favorite things to do is the free discovery sessions. I love hearing about people's passions for the work they do, sharing what I do, and helping people understand what my hybrid consulting coaching is all about. 
Hint, hint, serious strategy plus spacious mindset. So if you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing or waking up in the middle of the night anxious about money, lacking energy you need to get everything done, or procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or even if you're in a leadership role, but you're second guessing yourself and not getting things done, I'd love to talk to you. These conversations help me get clear on how I can help more leaders create the impacts and income they want so they can start living with ease and joy. Plus, you'll get a free hour with me to get crystal clear on what you want to create for your company or organization and your life and what's been holding you back. So if you're interested, you can book a call at wellwomanlife.com slash learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. So with these systems issues in mind, here are a few practical tips for making all this work for the next few weeks. Number one, and I have six tips, so bear with me here. And you can always go over to the website to look at the show notes, wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. You can find the podcast at npr.org. You can find it on our website, wellwomanlife.com. And you can join us in the community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. So tip number one, start your day with a routine, whether that's exercise, meditation, reading, or journaling, just find what works for you to maintain a sense of feeling grounded. This is going to be super important as you set yourself up for the day with all of these extra responsibilities that you have. Then extend that routine to the kids. Have a routine for them in the morning to include breakfast, a chore or two, and then reading or free time. So I know a lot of people have very structured homeschooling schedules. And and if that's your thing, you know, great. A lot of uh, people don't have that in place or they're needing to work themselves so they can't actually manage that for for their kids. So just having a real structure in the morning when you get started really helps set the tone for the day, even if you then have to shift gears and and um, stop working in order to you know be with the kids. So the way I do it is we have a, a morning routine and then, um, while they're reading and doing their uh, their work, I do Zoom meetings or interviews. And then, you know, I take a break. We go to the park uh, with a dog, come back, have lunch. So, you know, and, and then I know a, a colleague of mine is working uh, very, very early in the morning before the kids and then very late in the day when her husband gets home. So it's about, you know, figuring out obviously what works for your schedule. So these are all suggestions to take into consideration as you develop your, your own routines. Okay. So number two, redefine productivity. You may need to lower your expectations because you will not be as productive as you're used to being. Now, this is for all my high achievers out there and my type A's. I know you're there. Um, it, it's just not going to be realistic to, to uh, be as productive as you're used to being. And you actually might find that you're way more productive in other ways because things are shifting and energies are shifting and um, your focus may be shifting a little bit. But as far as your business 
or your, or the company that you work for that I, I think really there are some things that need to give and hopefully you as a director or a boss or your manager, you're, you're all talking about that. We had a team meeting today in my own team and we talked about how we're pivoting from our usual um, deliverables and tasks and projects to very specific um, other kinds of things, you know, serving our community that we work with, uh, rather than pushing to uh, sell tickets to events or other things that we work on. So you might need to redefine productivity. And you also want to maybe relax your expectations about how much the kids will engage in academics versus screen time. So I know we don't want to sit the kids in front of the TV all day, that's not what I'm suggesting. I am saying though, that for the next few weeks, we might need to just be a little bit more flexible with our expectations around homeschooling and screen time and really mix it up. And I know for me, what really works is having, um, screen time and free time, which includes access to screens, uh, in the afternoon so that once we've done, our reading and some math and um, our music practice, then, you know, if they've done that, then they get their free time where they get to do games and things like that on the screens, on the devices. So if you are the only adult at home all day with the kids, you may need to work early in the morning, as I was saying, or later in the evening. So again, flexibility is key. It's about taking these tips and making them work for your situation. Okay, tip number three, nourish yourself and your kids. This is super important in terms of staying healthy and also showing up in your life with energy. So when you show up at a meeting or when you show up to do an activity with your kids, do you want to be um, dragging and kind of half awake, or do you want to be like fully present and right, right there? So this has a lot to do with nourishing yourself. Now, what do I mean by nourishing yourself? I mean a few things. So eat what makes your body feel good, right? So you might think, oh, that box of Pop-Tarts or the bag of chips is going to make me feel good, but is it really? How are you going to feel in a half an hour or an hour from that? I know that lately, if I eat ice cream, I actually really don't feel good. It, it makes my body ache. It's kind of a weird thing that's happening. So I think about that, you know, it's like, how do I want to feel in an hour? And so eating things that really fuel you and that are like power foods really helps. Also moving your body or even just working up a sweat by walking. Um, you can walk out in nature you know, we're keeping social distancing in mind. So we're not going to the gym, but walking in nature, carving out some time every day to do some kind of movement. There's some free yoga classes being streamed online. Now I know if you have a staircase, you know, running up and down the stairs, doing some jumping jacks, just get moving and work up a sweat if you can. The other thing is to really carve out some time every day to do something you love. This is um, really important in terms of nourishing yourself. So curl up with a book for 15 minutes and have a cup of tea or take a hot bath. 
These are the kinds of things that will really keep you fueled and energized. And lastly, get enough sleep. So right now, when we're trying to stay healthy, trying to boost our immunity, really getting enough sleep is so important. So don't skimp on the sleep. And for the kids, um, you know, get, when they have their free time, have them choose something they love. I know my daughter loves to color. So I pull out the colors and we do, you know, something like that, that she just really loves to do. She also loves playing on the iPad. So, you know, I let her choose that too sometimes. Okay, number four, delegate. I love this one. If you're a pro at this, then by all means, pull out your best delegation strategies. If you're newer and have trouble setting boundaries or delegating, then now is the time to start. You really can no longer do your full-time job, the full-time invisible workload at home, as well as all the new activities and stresses related to the health crisis that we're in. So setting boundaries and delegating to your team has got to be something that you really take seriously. Uh, Also with your kids and with your partner, make a list of all of the things that you are managing and responsible for and just start offloading them. You know, now is a great time for the kids to learn how to do their own laundry. You know, that that is a would be a great activity for you to teach them how to do so they can start doing that. Also, if you're wiping down um, frequently used things in the house, like doorknobs and things like that, have them help you do that. Start delegating. You really don't need to do everything yourself. And I know you know this. It's like, oh, yeah, duh. But we end up just like, oh, I'll just do it because it's easier, right? Like, oh, I'll just do it because um, I know how to do it the best. Well, there's really no time like the present to teach other people in your family how to do things. <laughs> uh, if you have yard cleanup, it's a great thing for kids to help with. Um, and have a serious conversation with your partner if you if you live with a partner about the kinds of things that you can um, divvy up, divvy up the chores. Number five, connect with community. You can do this online or by text or, you know, yeah, online or text basically, and connect with your family. Set up a time to call grandparents and other family And this really helps you stay grounded, stay connected. It's really helpful for the grandparents who are not supposed to be seeing anyone because they're in that um, older, more vulnerable category. And set up group chats with friends. You know, I was just um, texting with a couple of really good girlfriends of mine who we were supposed to go to Mexico for our big birthday celebration in April. And we're all like crying about having to cancel. Um, So we set up a virtual birthday party on the day that we're supposed to fly to Mexico together. We live in all different states. And so we were going to all meet in Mexico. So we're going to have a virtual birthday party. And um, two of us in the group already use Zoom a lot for our work. And the other person doesn't use it at all. So we're, you know, 
sharing that, teaching each other and um, using that as a tool to connect. So last but not least, number six, be of service. So whether you are um, in your work or in your community, how can you serve others? And I asked this question when I was in my team meeting earlier, how do you want to show up in the world during this crisis? How do you want to show up? Do you want to be a leader in your community, in your family? Do you want, uh, what do you want the story to be told in years to come? How do you want your kids to remember this time? Can you come from a place of love instead of fear? Can you serve others? How can you serve others? This is a great question to journal about, particularly the question of how do I want to show up in the world right now? Um, journal on that, meditate on it, and then pick something and do it. How, how can you serve right now? And ask the kids how they can help. You know, they're not too young to ask them this question. Even very young kids can think about ways that they can help their neighbors or their family members through a difficult time. So those are my six tips. I hope that you have found them useful. I'd love to hear from you about this in the community group, uh, wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. You can request to join the group there. We're there uh, supporting each other, connecting, and um, we can answer questions. Uh, I'd love to hear, you know, different strategies that you're uh, using to work from home with kids. Definitely share the show with other people that you think might need to hear this, uh, npr.org slash podcasts. And until next time, stay well. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.